0: Hey
1: everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're starting a new K drama. Yay! We- have so many feelings about it. Let's jump into Chicago Typewriter, episodes yes. one
0: through four. If you guys saw Emily remembered to live tweet and I forgot again and her jokes were super funny on the first episode. I was reading oh, good. Yeah, I was reading the tweets and cracking up.
1: Thank you. I always worry about them because I'm like, mm, Rick is the funnier of the two, but I don't know how to put that in a tweet because I'm not very funny, so I was just like, eh, will We'll go for it. It's just me.
0: I feel like that's such a common thing. Uh, maybe it's not a common thing, because I genuinely, like, like, not to make this a no-you-fest, but, like, maybe you're the <laughs> funniest of the two of us, for that, sure.
1: I'm not funny. Maybe <laughs> that's why we're such a good duo, because we only think each other is funny.
0: Then we just have to try and keep up and with what we think is funnier, and... God, just the jokes, they just never stop. They jokes. just keep coming.
1: They just keep coming for each other. We live for each other. That's yes. a creepy thing to say. <laughs>
0: Too far. You're not wrong. Just, ah, uh, no, no, I'm making it worse. I <laughs>
1: can't know let's, let's do this. Go read my live tweets. And um, if you want to, you can tweet back at us.
0: Somebody did that, Raquel. Oh, my God. Just so you know, okay, so quick shout out uh, to Twitter Oh What's Occurring, the handle GFTV talk. You made our whole lives. You made us so happy. It's everything for us. Oh, just she so just knows. said she's listening. So what's up? What's
1: up? What's up out there? We're doing We're this just for you. so happy to have you. <laughs> if you have any thoughts about this Beautiful odd show, Chicago typewriter. Let us know, and we'll throw you in again. Yes.
0: Well, just anyone who wants to tweet at us gets a mention. But I mean, we have some favorite children now because they're the first to tweet at us.
1: <laughs> and if you talk about the show, we'll definitely we'll put your comments in as well. So what's up, little string there at Play on K?
0: Hit yeah, us up. Hit us up. Um, so, uh, I just, like, out the gate, how you feeling about Chicago Typewriter?
1: Not good, Raquel. Yeah. Not good.
0: I just, I kind of, uh, I have a lot of feelings on it. I'd definitely rather talk about it than watch it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's where I'm at. I... I have started this show a few times, and I've never gotten past episode three. And I finally was able to put it into words for this podcast of why I can't get through it. So, let's jump in. How are, how are you feeling? How did you feel after episode one? Let's start there, because I didn't take any notes on it, because I was tweeting...
0: It's weird, because through episode one, I was particularly frustrated with the female lead. Yes. But by the time episode two hit, I didn't care about either of them.
1: (laughs) That's so well said. Yes, exactly. I agree. I shouldn't say yes, exactly. Like, (laughs) you've passed the test. If we agree, then... (laughs) <laughs> it's set in stone our opinions
0: are law yes we have said them aloud and now they are true
1: <laughs> it's not surprising that you and i agree on everything but um i'm curious i'm curious what other people think because i thought you and i might see the same problems in this show so but it's super highly rated yeah so i'm
0: like People are loving this. Well, Does it get better? Yeah, I think the thing so far for me is I can tell it's well done. Like, everything's good. There's just things about it that make it hard for me to engage in it the way I do with most K-dramas. And, yeah, like you said, maybe it gets better. The ratings are great. And, like, I've read some of the not-spoilery reviews when I was feeling particularly bummed about how not into it I was. <laughs> and they were all like, 10 stars, like, stick with it, this is such a re- rewarding drama, it's really good. And so I was like, okay, I'll try. Um
1: Can we jump in with the first scene where our leads finally meet at... Han Seiji's front door. Because I feel like that's where the problem starts for me. That. Scene. um, It hit me wrong. And it took me a long time to figure out why. And then I think that's. The beginning of the reason that I always quit the show. And had to stop watching. But I, I figured it out. I did it for you guys. It's. The fact that she's disregarding him saying that he doesn't feel safe with her around. And pushing through to be like, I need to take this further. And him saying, please stop here. And her saying, no, I need to push this further.
0: Yeah. Her entitlement as a fan to his personal space, just because she now knows where he lives is really, really troublesome. Like I think it's supposed to be funny because
1: she's his fan and because she's a woman and he's a man. But if they were just two normal people of the same gender and someone said, you can't come in my house, and she kept forcing it, I feel like, oh, that's super weird. But then... Doubly so. He's like, y- you can't even put that package in my house. Like, I've been sent very threatening things in the past. So no, I don't just put boxes in my house. And she's like, but I promised I would put it inside your house. Which she didn't. That's a freaking lie, home Yeah. Like,
0: and don't she- lie to and him.
1: He just said, that's not safe for me. And I feel like, especially as like pulling the fan card, I think the writers could have played that out. A little funnier, kind of spun it into a silly comedy scene with her being like, "What you're telling me? There could be bomb parts in this box," and like dropping the box and being like, "What kind of life do you live?"
0: Like I don't know. Yeah, like and if she had showed shown any kind of genuine concern because she asks about it, she's like, "Oh, you've had a stalker," and then continues like the the questions actually just kind of make it creepier instead of funnier when she's like wow, tell me more about this stalker. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not telling you anything about my life. Like, I have a stalker. I don't tell people about what's going on in my life. I'm super afraid.
1: Yeah, I'm a little afraid right now, and I feel like that's what the whole scene was, was him saying, I'm afraid right now, and her disregarding that and disrespecting it. And then... A dog gets in the house, and she chases it, which I'm like, okay, I understand that. He's like, I'm allergic to dogs. You get the dog out of my house. But then the dog eats the flash drive, runs out of the house, and he's like, okay, keep chasing it. Go get the dog. And she says a line that translated to something like, I'm already in your house. Why would I chase him? Is that a mistranslation? I hope so. Because that was the
0: scariest
1: line I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Like, hey, I'm letting you in for a specific purpose, and then to have her be like, oh, well, that purpose doesn't matter anymore because I got what I wanted. Whoa. No. Whoa! Like, is this show supposed to
1: be funny? Because it's really spooking me out, and I don't understand how we're supposed to be like, he's the a-hole. Like, she's great. She's nothing but a big fan.
0: Right. And, yeah, that's another big thing, is that he he does have his problems as a character, which definitely shine through by the end of the episode for me. But, yeah, at this point, I just feel like they're taking advantage of the fact that, like, oh, she's she's just a cute girl who's a fan, and so we can make this as creepy as we want, without putting the viewers off of our characters. I don't know. I just... Where I'm at with, with like, any K-drama is I never like being told I have to like a character because they're a main character. Mm. I want to be shown why I should... Yeah, like, oh, it's a beautiful person, so you should care. And I hate that. I hate like the well it's the the two leads. That's why I get so frustrated when I like different couples better than I like the lead couple for example or like when it's like the one of the leads with another person that I prefer. That's a big put up like it, a huge turn off for me as well just because usually yeah it is like the writer's writing someone who I think is kind of abhorrent for whatever reason. And then still being like, but they're destined to be together. And it's like, but why this guy is nicer and funnier and like more vulnerable in a really, really charming way. And, and you want me to like the, the one, just cause he's a, because he's the one you wrote as the main character and cast the more beautiful actor. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's a mean way to put it. Like, I don't...
1: I know... I I feel like it's a very good generalization, though.
0: Yeah. And I don't feel like it happens too often, but every once in a while, I just feel like I'm being told to, like, people that I don't. And I kind of feel that way, at least through the first three episodes. by, By episode four, I started warming up to some of the characters a little bit more, but...
1: It's that, I feel like by episode, or at episode 4, the entirety is pretty cute between the two main leads, and at that point I'm kind of like, cool, put him on a ship and let him sail into the sunset. I'm ready for the show to be about something else.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Because I don't really care for either of them. No. The girl seems too crazy, and the male lead is... It's a very classic K-drama trope to make the male lead kind of an A-hole.
0: Right. Like a savant but that's a it's jerk. It's
1: one. Yeah, it's not one I'm a fan of. I don't get it. It's very like Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, mm, you're a person. Don't be a beast. I think he does that thing where he's like, I was stabbed in the back a bunch of times and I love that Our
0: female lead was like,
1: that doesn't give you the right to behave the
0: way you're behaving. Yeah, I do like when they're called out. I do enjoy that. Mm -hmm.
1: That's good. Uh, I just looked at our tweets and I said, I'm hooked on this show. So I got to find the good things about it. We got to just, we got to break it down on a different level. That's not about our two problematic leads.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's I, a real good show. Yeah, like well done. The, I think the plot could be interesting. Do you feel a little bit disengaged from the the overarching plot as well, or is that just me? uh, I feel like I'm being so savage. I'm being so mean. It is a good <laughs> K drama. I don't want to be this way, but I also don't want to be disingenuous and be like, yes, I en- I enjoy every part.
1: Yeah, I think. I don't know. I really like, um, the idea of tying the past life together with their present lives. I think that's really cool. And they seem to be doing it in a not super subtle, but cool way. They're tying it in in different spots that are really neat. But I think some of it is confusing. And it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be really vague, and you're supposed to be like, stick around to find out more. But I think that might be where the disconnect that you're talking about comes from.
0: Yeah. It's too much to swallow with the like, find out more. They're not mm-hmm. giving us enough to be, to care about finding out more. <laughs> that's why right, I
1: quit every time. <laughs> like, that's neat, but uh, not, not crazy about it. I think the biggest thing is you don't know anything about their past lives yet. You know, like, one was a writer and one was a revolution fighter. And what did I say those words? So weird. I don't know. I wanted it to rhyme really bad. But, like, we don't get to know what's going on. We just get clips that are, like, what what's their relationship? Why are why are they together all the time?
0: What's yeah. happening? Basically just what's happening. What is happening in this K-drama?
1: Cuz we only know what's happening in the present day and it's not super interesting.
0: No. Even like when the plot starts to thicken, I just find it stressful a little bit. And it makes me angry. Yeah.
1: I think one of the biggest things in the these four episodes is that that just started is that um, a writer wrote an article that Han Seju has a ghost writer, and it's homegirl, what's her name, John Sol? Yeah. John Sol, and you find out that it's his not-mom, his (laughs) ex-mom. His ex-mom. wrote it. But apparently she wasn't his mom at all. Mm -mm. She was his stepmom, Because his dad remarried,
0: and something happened. Because I think that it's not even his dad, but just, like, a guy who loves his mom.
1: Are we supposed to know what's happening? (laughs) Because I don't. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) It's supposed to be very intriguing, but it's a little too
0: confusing. And then, adding more into it, I guess, all the characters I am interested in... I don't know. I just feel like they don't. Wow, this is bad. I'm not doing a good job of expressing myself in this review cage or review podcast (laughs) that we do together. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, so the best way I can put it is like, I'm really interested in a lot of the side characters, like you, who I'm pretty sure is. I think is the typewriter?
1: Yeah. You think he's the humanized typewriter? I thought he's yeah. a ghost writer from the past. I don't know. There's a lot of mystery surrounding him, and I think that's half the point.
0: I think he's a literal ghost writer. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think so too. Good job, guys, because that's actually that's funny as hell. Like I really It's, enjoy that. Neat. it's a neat storyline. Yeah, and like I'm really interested in him. But then they are making me question like the characters I genuinely are interested in, because the psychic mom, which is super cool, psychic mom's always good, she's like, oh, there's dark energy, and I'm like, is it just dark because he's a ghost, or is it dark because someone's got some evil intentions? I don't know. Yeah, I think my vibe,
1: the impression I got was that he's evil. And I didn't like that.
0: Yeah. Because I actually care about him.
1: He seems neat. Yeah. I don't know. But I could see how he could be evil. That's fun, too.
0: Or, like, tame Min. Is that his name? The other young writer? <gasps> yeah. The the very much hated writer? Yeah. Like, so hated. And I get it now. After the end of the fourth episode, you find out that he plagiarized uh, the main character, J- Siju. The, Siju, yeah. he He plagiarized his work. And yeah, that is messed up. That's really messed up. But I'm super sad that they took the other character I care about away from me. I was like, oh, let me just cradle this sweet cat owner in my arms and raise him up as my son. And then they're like, no, he's a bad person. I'm like, okay, fine.
1: (laughs) Take him. I don't care. See if I care. I don't care. Raquel, I don't think I can ever sell my notebook because it contains um, a lot of me confusing people. (laughs) I thought Big Man was writer you for (laughs) half an episode. I was like, those are the same guy, right? Since (laughs) his brother, that's the Ghostwriter. I don't know if they're brothers. They seem brotherish.
0: I think there was even a blood test to prove that they weren't, but the crazy not-mom, the crazy ex-mom, still decides she's out to ruin Seju's life. Wow. The oh, trauma. The trauma.
1: I don't know, and I don't care. But anyways, VictimIn is definitely different than Rider-Yu. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting choice um, that they subtitle when he says you can't know my name, just call me you, that they say Y-O-O. And I was like, I would have done Y-O-U. And then, like, just say, like, yeah, the just say my English name. Just call me you. <laughs> Interesting. Little, little tidbit there. Fun fact,
0: <laughs> what would Emily do if Singing, she could speak Korean? Speaking of subtitles, I really love the... Fact that have you been watching it on Vicky? Yes. Okay. So whenever there's like a part where Seju is like get like sitting down to do some serious writing, it's when they credit their translating team. And so it pops up at the bottom, and every once in a while, I think it's what he's writing. So I'll read it and be like, "Oh, oh, wait, no, okay, gotcha." <laughs> Ghostwriter team translated this. Gotcha, cool, gotcha, gotcha. cool. <laughs> That's funny. I will not, so, jumping around, just gonna jump around through my notes at this point, because I feel like I'm falling apart in this podcast. If, I will not hesitate to give this K-drama zero stars if they never bring back that dog as, like, a happy, (gasps) healthy dog. Cause what?
1: Yeah. Like, you can see his little nose twitch, so you're like, I think he's alive, but then they're like and we never heard from him again.
0: Yeah, it's been I'm like uh th- th- three episodes since we That's seen
1: him. not okay. He was a main character much better than either of our main characters. He was
0: the first character I cared about. Did you see his little paws? He yes. had like little cat paws. They're so
1: fluffy. They're so fluffy. Um yeah, what happened? There are a lot of animals in this show, and I was stoked until until that weird, like, the soul of the demon typewriter leaves the dog. And I was like, that seems like a good thing.
0: And now the dog, dog is laying on the side of the road.
1: Yeah, that seems like a bad thing. Mm.
0: In fact, right now, this show will continue to have zero stars for me up until the point where uh, they bring back the dog. And up until that point, you guys can just assume what I'm going to rate this at the end. It's going to be a zero. It's going to be a zero for me. All right, that's fair.
1: Yeah, interesting choice there, guys.
0: I'm really curious about the face-to-face talks in the Korean legal system.
1: Mm, that you can just go in and, like, see a criminal because you want to?
0: Yeah. In fact, in some of the, like, legal K-dramas that we've watched, it's almost like it's a requirement. Like, you have to meet your accuser face-to-face. Yeah. It's like, that's tricky. It seems, yeah, it seems wrong. That's a bit like re-victimizing a, a person, but... hmm uh, Okay interesting I don't know though because I maybe it's unfair of me to judge the entire Korean legal system based on a K drama and by maybe I mean definitely
1: <laughs> we'll examine the Korean legal system the Korean drama legal system is what I meant to say <laughs> different than the Korean legal system um something else I find problematic since this is what our podcast is now
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this will get better, right, guys? The show gets better. <laughs> I feel like they talked about Jon Soul's backstory as her being a little bit of a genius. They're like, she proved that bronze aren't always proof of a lack of brains or something. They said it very cleverly. Yeah. I did not. Something um, about muscles. Something about she's super good at stuff, athletic stuff, but also she's super good at studying and became a vet. Side, side note,
0: um, did you almost cry when she talked about why she's not a vet anymore? Oh, I was almost inconsolable for a good couple minutes. That was brutal. Yeah. What is this show? I am having a hard time. It is rough. Because even the most redeeming like relatable parts are hard. Just so hard. Cause that that was hard on the soul. Yeah, that was a big thing. That was a big thing to. Now I know why she only talks about that with people she's close to. Cause yeah. Yikes.
1: Yikes. Okay, so, so there's that. Um, but point being, they talk about her being a little bit of a genius, and I feel like they don't play that up very much especially when she's around Han Seju. she's a little bit of a doofus and I
0: don't get why yeah they're like well she's a legendary fan she's just really good at being a fan and then like wow that's reductive
1: yeah especially the scene where they're in the cabin together and she's like she's tied him down and then she's like I couldn't find a spoon and then there's a bunch of spoons and you're like I don't get it I don't know how to do this stuff with humans. I've only done it with
0: animals. And you're like, that's fine, but aren't you supposed to be really smart? Couldn't you try? Couldn't you figure it out? I did. I am very much here for the fact that she put a head cone on him.
1: See, I was so not. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was so, such
0: unnecessary comedy. It super was, but I was mad at him by that point. <laughs> and so I was like ready to have him like, and it's kind of crazy because I do feel like I was kind of forced to be mad at him because he continually accused her of stuff until I thought it was too much. Like, I actually thought he was fine up until he d- just decided that she was an accomplice in a major crime.
1: Yeah, accomplice to a murderer. Or at least, like, that she went from super fan to selling out his secrets overnight.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It was hard, because I was super mad at her for being kind of creepy, and then all of a sudden I was also super mad at him, and I didn't want her to forgive him. And there comes another thing. I just feel like she had decided she was an anti-fan, but it lasted all of half an episode, and then she's like, no, I really am a fan. Mm. And I hate that. Commit. Commit to your grudge.
1: Or at least be like... I see you as a human now. You have fallen from your golden pedestal. And I'm still going to save your life after this car crash, obviously. But I see that you are a human and you are flawed and you're not really that likable. So I'm going to treat you as such.
0: Yes, that would have been nice to see. But instead she just bounces back and forth between telling him he's golden and then telling him he's trash. And I don't know.
1: That's what makes the perfect relationship, Raquel.
0: <laughs> just wait for it. I just you won't don't understand get stabbed in the back. I just don't understand have- relationships is the thing. I've been single for too long. You don't,
1: you don't get it. <laughs> you can trust someone to not stab you in the back if they're that painfully obvious about their feelings. That's how it works, Raquel? <laughs> oh, I don't understand. Let's talk about the chef. He's the only person I like in this show. Just kidding chef big big mama bell fairy um and the best friend i kind of like the best friend but i feel like she doesn't have too much of a role except for explaining things that need to be explained
0: (laughs) yeah she's the exposition character (laughs) (laughs) she just steps in and is like hold on let me give you some context
1: do you want to know the past of Soul? And we're like, sure. Yeah, she's like, okay, I'll tell everybody at the table. <laughs> cool, 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 thanks. Thank you. best friend. You seem cute and simple.
0: <laughs> I really like her, actually, probably because she's just cute and simple and everything's easy with her. But, like, as soon as I saw her looking at you, looking at mm. you, I was like, I hope that, those two good kids find some happiness to- in this crazy K drama world.
1: I don't. I worry about him because he's either a ghost or a demon. <laughs> I don't think he's a regular human man. No, he's not a human man. <laughs> find someone else. But they are really cute together. I loved their first little scene with the red beans. That was neat. Yeah. Oh. Um. I feel like. Big Big Bell Fairy didn't have too much going on. She's again
0: exposition character. It, exactly, runs it, it runs in the family.
1: It runs in the family. Yeah, she she did her job and she moved on, and she seems very likable, pretty level headed. And uh then there's the chef. He's my favorite character by far.
0: I sort of I it's funny cuz I do I think he's the funniest character for sure and I like him a lot but he fell into a pretty quick trap that I don't like of men who treat women like their possessions. Okay, I see that <laughs> and I really wasn't feeling that. If you add him into the equation, that's four men. That's four men that are in love with the female lead. This has transcended The freaking love triangle, and I already have a very hard time with love triangles.
1: That's fair. I don't like love triangles. God, who's out? (laughs) Who's gotta be out, right or you? Because you're either a ghost or a demon, and I don't feel like he was sincere in being like, I was in love with her at first sight. I feel like he was just messing with Seiju. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think
1: Uh, you're right. Chef can be in. I think he can be in. Because I think he was the best friend from childhood. There were the three kids. Oh, and I think yeah. it was homegirl best friend, John Soul, and chef best friend. So I'm like, you've got a chance. <laughs> Go for it. Big Timin. I like, I want him to tell her about the book that he. Maybe still? Yeah. I think that would be the
0: only redeeming thing that he could do. If he fessed up, I feel like she would react really, really poorly. I feel like she'd say something really mean to him, and he would be like, well, I'm never telling the truth again. (laughs) That's fair.
1: He seems like he has trust issues that he could not bounce back from. Um, So they probably don't belong together. It would also be unhealthy because she's pretty obsessed with Seiju. Yep. So, and he kind of hates Seju a little bit. A
0: little oh, bit. Seju definitely hates him.
1: Yeah. For some reason. Oh, we figured out the yeah.
0: reason. <laughs> you know the reason.
1: I know the reason. Guys, <laughs> I'm keeping up. I'm keeping up. I get it. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're back to the love triangle. Chef Boy and Seju, they've both got pretty big flaws, but we'll see who wins out in the end. I can't imagine who it will be. Yeah, it's
0: hard to say. It's... Probably about 50-50 right now.
1: <laughs> Dramas are never clear about this stuff, guys. <laughs>
0: could really go.
1: Oh, man. Ricky, um, okay, are you super stoked that they met at Subway and that every <laughs> <laughs> sequential date from now
0: on will be at Subway? Oh, and that she was even like, is this okay? And he was like, I like Subway. Like, This is the best meal in town. This is my favorite restaurant. I mean, and he looked at the camera and winked. I wasn't even sure it was a K drama until they ended up at subway together. Then I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, we're in the right place. Thank
1: God, subway every episode. Yes, this is just like the K two.
0: I it's kind of like that test. I can't think of the name of the test, but there's a test you can put on like different pieces of media and like different stories where it's like, uh, do you know what what I'm talking about? For it's for women. Um, you can tell if it's like a problematic piece of work, if it doesn't pass this test. And essentially, it's if two women are having a conversation, only talk about a man. Like, there's just certain boxes that are ticked, and then, uh. like, if they're all. If any of them are ticked, then it's like, oh, this doesn't pass the so-and-so test. I'll figure it out. Uh, Maybe one of our listeners knows. But um, there's a test for that, for K-dramas, and one of the boxes that has to be ticked to prove it's a K-drama is that there's at least one scene in a subway.
1: (laughs) There's no subway. Or, like, a a Quiznos could work, because we know sometimes Quiznos and Baskin-Robbins can also, you know patron of K-drama, but uh, usually it's Subway. Subway's the best.
0: Yeah. And then, like, there has to be an attractive Korean man driving a very, very nice car. Super nice. Um, He has to drive it everywhere. Yeah, he'll drive it all over the place, even off a cliff. (laughs) Who cares? Usually off a cliff.
1: Probably because he fired all his staff the day the K-drama
0: started. But, yeah, what? Like, he had a house full of staff on the first day, and then he was like, take a break, and they were like, oh, forever?
1: And he was like, yeah, there's a lot of intruders in this house, it's not safe for anyone but me to stay here. Okay. What? Sir? (laughs) I did, I did. I thought it was really funny when he fired the deer and the deer caretaker. I thought that was a
0: funny, sad sad scene. (laughs) Um, uh, I loved it, because he said it, not even to the guy's face, to another person's face in front of the guy, like, fire him too. And just the, uh, that was a, that comedy. The Mwah. look
1: on his face Perfect. is so devastating. That's that's good comedy. You know Devastate. he's gonna be
0: like the main villain at the end who comes back to like <laughs> do a murder. The deer taker.
1: Yep. I called him the deer taker in my notes because deer caretaker is too
0: much. Yeah, the deer taker, the oh, dear lord, dear lord. That looks good. Um, this K drama references misery so much that if you've never seen misery, you don't have to anymore. I've never seen it. Is it a real thing? It is. It's a Stephen King novel, I believe. I could be just saying things. Um, It's uh, about uh, a... And then it was made into a movie. Kathy Bates is in it. She's the crazy one. And uh, she finds her favorite author, who was in a car accident on a road, and she takes him home and holds him hostage and hobbles him. Spoilers. Uh-oh yeah whoa yeah i
1: didn't i didn't need to read that yep. they played it out yeah the whole thing
0: sort of sort they of They played it that out so in conversation they were like oh now i'm a crazy woman who's holding you hostage this is misery five seconds later oh yep me just in misery just making misery jokes <laughs> okay well wow. he's not he's your favorite author and you're a crazy person
1: yeah, I'm just I'm uncultured swine, so I thought it was a book that he wrote because
0: <laughs> they reference it a lot. I mean, he is the Korean Stephen King. Yeah,
1: they say that a lot too. Yeah, that's a common joke. Mm, okay, interesting, fun little tidbit. Probably not for most people, but if you're in, if you don't know how to read like me, then you probably didn't know that was a real book. <laughs> Fun. Fun. Wow. Let's jump into the scene where Seju's not dad comes over to his house and he finds Ryder Yu under the desk. And we're not, I think we're not supposed to be able to tell whether he can see him or not.
0: He for sure sees him though. Do you think so? Yeah, because of
1: the way you have something troublesome in your house. You need to remove it.
0: Yeah, he meant a ghostwriter. He essentially was like, you have a ghostwriter. And I just found out, because what he says at the end is something along the lines of, I was worried about, like, the media conflict about you, but now I can see that there was no need to worry. But. The way he said it was different, but I'm pretty sure it just implies he's now like, yeah, there's a ghostwriter in your writing room. Like, which, can we just talk about how buck wild it is? That apparently if there's a person in a room in your house and you're an author, that person is a ghostwriter. Like, what? What? You're, first of all, you're not his dad. You sort of, <laughs> but not really. And so it's like, you don't know what's going on in his life.
1: Yeah, maybe he's gay
0: now, maybe he's gay. and that's the love of his life. And they have a beautiful love, and it's none of your business. Or none of your business. It's his ghostwriter. tell my dad. But you can't assume either way. Like, you can't just <laughs> decide that someone in someone else's house is exactly what you suspected all along.
1: It's a fair guess. Like, I see why he got there, but... For sure. Problematic. I I am the type to ask questions first and make assumptions later. But that's not the rules of the K-drama universe. Mm-mm. So what's up? <laughs> See, I am... I'm gonna hold on to this. <laughs> until many future episodes later when we find out I'm wrong and you are right. I'm gonna hold on to that you as a ghost and only Seju and... J. S- S- What's Seju? C- Soul. That's her name. God dang, it feels so long <laughs> compared to Siju Only those two can see him because he is from their past.
0: And also her friend. Yeah, I already forgot that. The plot thickens. Don't worry about
1: it. Disregard <laughs> the plot thickens. She was also in the past. Um, but his dad could not see him because he's an actual ghost. My guess. Final answer.
0: Final answer. He was invisible.
1: He was invisible. i want to buckle down and say it. I Y'all don't so. deserve
0: me. I don't need <laughs> like, that weird yes. not-dad, like, making more drama that I don't understand in this show. How about we get a grasp on what's going on first, and then you can discover a ghostwriter, or whatever.
1: Yeah, he seems like he won't do anything about it, because I think he came over to be like, Hey, my wife's causing problems for you. Sorry about that. Yeah. And then Seju was like, I'm not mad at her, I'm mad at you. He's like, because
0: Well, I'm going to snoop around your house then. If you can't have a problem with your real dad in a K-drama, then find a new dad to have a problem with. <laughs> if you don't have a dad to be mad at, find one.
1: But also, like, what was he going to say? I just want to know what the dad had in mind for coming over to Seju's house. And being like, I just found out this dark secret that my wife is plotting against you. I feel like if you, if you had something to say, you should still say it. Otherwise, it's very immature to be like, I came over to say something, but if you hate me, then I won't. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just get out of my life then. Yeah, just That's what in. he's been saying all these dramatic
0: four episodes is, I hate that family. You need to stay away from me. I hate all of my family. I hate all of your family. I hate everyone who's not in my family. I don't love anyone.
1: Listen to the man. (laughs) Just stay away from him. It would be that much easier for all of us. Raquel, what's even gonna happen the next part? I
0: don't know. I don't even know what just happened in our podcast, so wow. Yeah, remember?
1: How we tried, tried so hard to get back to the things we really liked about this drama. Wow. Cinematography. Yeah. Great.
0: Really good. Like, super good. None of that bad, bad TV smoothing. And, uh, that's it. Yikes. That's all we like. Um, yeah. Everyone's really beautiful, as expected. Yeah, I mean, that- nothing new there. Oh, except, uh, I debated, because I- okay. <laughs> oh, no, it was ugly. <laughs> It's a new, yeah, it's a new problem, apparently. Because I can't make it out of this podcast episode without just, like, ripping this K-drama into shreds. I am so <laughs> sorry. Wow. I, wow. Well. I'm just so curious. Who's the aggo? Okay, I am not attracted to the male lead at all. And I, here's why I hesitated to say anything about it. Because I don't think people are here in this world for my eyes to like be attracted to you know, like I don't think yeah. that that's his duty it, like to make me feel attracted to him. But it was it was eating at me. And then I figured it out. Kinda like how you were like, there's so many problems and I couldn't put it into words until we were doing it for the podcast. Thought about it for four episodes. I was like <sighs> Okay, what is um, it? I've got to figure out why I do... Because people kept on saying, like, he's really beautiful. He's so attractive. In the show, they were like, his face is perfect. And I was like, I don't yeah. see it at all. <laughs> I sort of see it in, like, the past him. because
1: I like his long hair. Yeah,
0: his hair looks really nice long. I like the glasses they have on him mm-hmm. in the past. I figured it out. Uh, come on a trip with me to the year 1996. When my older brother had a buzz cut and ears that stuck out really far and glasses, you know, the ones with with the flat top that the male lead always wears, he had, like, the 90s glasses, come with me on a trip to my child brother's looks and then just (sighs) take it into the future. He is styled after my brother in the 90s when my brother was like, eight, nine years old. I want
1: a picture of that.
0: Maybe I'll... Oh, I'd have to ask his permission because I kind of want to post a picture to, like, the Twitter a little bit, but I think he'd hate that. I think he'd hate that. But I'll send you a picture. Yes.
1: Because, yeah, it's... And ask him. It's uncanny. Because I want to post it. That sounds crazy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he looks just like my brother when my brother was a child.
1: Yeah, okay, I can see how that's uh that's a turn off. Yeah.
0: So I am not even like the tiniest babiest bit attracted to it. at least the modern day. Obviously like there's a a bit of a difference in how he looks in the past. Like I said, I mm-hmm. like his hair and his glasses in the past. But now that I've seen him looking so much like my child brother, I can't shake it. I can't just be like, Oh yes, now I'm attracted to you.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, I thought it would be the fact that everybody was saying he was attractive, but that's much more interesting. <laughs> okay, I think he's attractive, but, um, probably not as, like, out of this world attractive as everybody makes him out to be. Yeah. But that's kind of the ways of a K drama. They gotta sell it. His clothes, on the other hand, real, real good. Nothing compared to his editor. Like, what? <laughs> That man is on another level. He
0: knows how to dress.
1: I love it. I live... The only reason I'm watching this show at this point is for his editor's different outfits every day.
0: Do you recognize his editor?
1: Yeah, but no, I don't know from what.
0: I'm not 100% because I didn't verify this. It's more fun to just talk about lo- things I think I know in the podcast <laughs> and not verify it. Pretty sure that he played Secretary Kim in Goblin. <gasps> I think you're right. Yeah. Let's jump on. Let's uh
1: <laughs> To the Google machine. To the Google. Now, I got to go to Vicky because I don't know his name. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. We got to go
1: all the way through <laughs> a thorough sweep. What's the show we're watching called? Uh, I
0: can't remember. Chicago. 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 Typebox. Chicago. box.
1: Chicago. Righty machine. All right. Doop doop doop! So highly rated, nine point seven, guys. Wow. Chill out. <laughs> it's not, guys. It's really not. It's not a nine point seven. Um. Wow, he looks so much younger in his picture. That's horrible to say. <laughs> um. He was in Goblin.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, I know my favorite you actors. Character.
1: Yeah, you do. I'm. I'm very. Oh man, I was gonna say I'm pretty good at being like, I know him, I've seen his face before. As stated, I thought "Writer, Yu was victim in <laughs> for half an episode. <laughs> so not great at it, just okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, this homie's outfits are to die for. I also typically like Seju's outfits, but they're not as flashy. Yeah. I like the flashy
0: ones. Yeah, the the flashy ones are the most interesting ones to see. I also tend to recoil because I'm the opposite of flashy. I have one shirt I'm pretty sure that I regularly wear that's <laughs> not black, so.
1: Dang, I want to be flashy. That's all I gotta say.
0: I don't have very many clothes. You have like a really, this is an, this is like the most oxymoronic thing to say, but it's what I've got. I think you've got like an understated flashy going. You wore a yellow dress when you were here in the states. I'm pretty sure there's a picture posted online, um, on the Twitter of it. It's just like a pretty yellow dress that you got in Japan. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. beautiful, it's so pretty. And like, like I said, understated. Like it was, it was a Thank dress, you. but like flashy because it, it was colorful and it suited you so beautiful.
1: Oh, thanks my dream to look, look, look like a k-drama star okay <sighs> we did it we <laughs> we reviewed we reviewed Chicago typewriter <laughs> guys um sorry edit. next four episodes going to be good yeah. Raquel's sorry I ain't sorry I, ain't I sorry. want them
0: to get good fast yeah yeah I mean like I said th- it's hard to find a balance sometimes but I'd really rather be a little bit savage, a little bit mean, and uh, and stay true to my feelings than be like disingenuous and have to grasp at straws to find something that I taught loved to talk about for fifty minutes. It's mm-hmm. just too hard. It's just too hard to say things you don't feel. Yeah. So anyway. Well, and
1: um, the acting was really, really good. Good job. Yes. We liked and hated who, oh, wait, except for homegirl. Um, We hated who we were supposed to hate. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Actis, you're very good.
0: You're doing a great job.
1: You're doing a great job. Keep going. Don't quit now. (laughs) Don't stop making the show just because we didn't like
0: it. (laughs) Not on our account.
1: Not on our account. All right. Everybody Regroup. Regroup. Come back next week. Watch the next four episodes. And if we really hate it, we'll give up. Yeah. That's my promise. <laughs> this is not a promise at all. We're going to watch all of them. Uh, That's my promise.
0: Our promise to you But use- you can stop watching. Yeah.
1: And we can review it. And you can just listen to our podcast.
0: Yeah, you can just listen to us tell yokes. Yokes and yokes about all of the things we just couldn't do. Things we just couldn't let happen without comment um if it gets better like please please email us at play on k podcast and let us know you can spoil it you can you can tell us how it gets better if you feel so inclined but just if you've seen it and it gets better let us know about the light at the end of the tunnel yeah
1: play on k podcast at gmail.com or you can leave a comment Right on this episode at com, You can go there to sign up for our newsletter as well to be alerted when we release a new episode, or the new episode when we start a new K-drama. We do an episode a week, so we're not going to spam you once a week, probably like once a month, when we start a new show.
0: Yeah. Um, we have a Twitter, as previously mentioned, that we also love to hear from you on. With that, be careful that you're not spoiling anything, but you can be like, hey, light at the end of the tunnel, it gets better. Our Twitter is at K, and like I said earlier, we do have one person that tweeted at us, so excited, doing the double mention. Gfvtv TV Talk, or GF TV, wow, no! GF TV Talk, nailed it! <laughs> Third time, good time. Uh We got there. She she hit us up, and it made my entire world a better place, just knowing someone's yeah. out there. Someone's out there, and, and they like K-dramas, and we like K-dramas, and we're not just shouting into the void.
1: <laughs> and last, we're on iTunes. We're under Podcasts at Play on K, And there you can rate and review and subscribe, and if you do all those things, we'll, we'll give you a shout-out. Because nobody's ever done it, so why not? Yeah! We'll promise that now. Young young in the game, we're going to
0: promise to shout out every <laughs> single subscriber. Every single one until it becomes overwhelming, which I'm going to make a prediction. May never happen. Maybe you'll always get a shout out, no matter what. Yay! Yay. Optimism! Question mark? Optimism! <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast will never be popular. <laughs> Except among... Our favorite listeners. Our favorite people. On
1: We're this gonna planet. be a family.
0: <gasps> Let's be a family together.
1: Oh, yeah, we gotta it cut it here. Yeah,
0: gotta go. We gotta, We're go. Gonna. Uh, we gotta <laughs> jump
1: off this sinking ship. It's on Thanks, fire. James Hevel, for being the dad of our family. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. James. Thanks, Dad. You made the theme song and you're
0: making history with your songs. Yes. And I think that's just about everything we have for you. Please. Join us next week, please. Please. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.